Anything, anything which helps me glorify God is a blessing indeed. Anything which helps me glorify God is a blessing indeed. You know, part of how we view finances here at Windsor Road is, is that you know, God's just not interested in you know, what you do with your 90% after you give him the first 10%. God owns everything. It all comes from him. He's interested in 100% of, of, of us being good stewards of that which belongs to him. And so I hope uh, if you have not taken uh, Financial Peace University that you will because it is an excellent, excellent course. Uh, you may want more information about this and want to make sure that you, that information comes to you. So we're going to be having two orientation sessions uh, the first will be January the 20th. It'll be uh, two weeks from today after second service, all right? And then uh, there'll be another orientation session on January the 27th at, uh, at 6 o'clock in the evening here at the church. So these are information sessions. The class doesn't start then. The class is actually going to start in February. But if you want more information, then uh, and it's a no obligation. You come and you find out, and, and uh, you'll hear what the class is about. And if, uh, and if it's good, and, and I think you'll find that it will be, uh, then, then the class will start in February. So we want to make sure that you all are aware of that. Also, uh, if you're feeling new here at Windsor Road, I uh, want you to know uh, that about once a quarter, my wife Sarah and I, we have a newcomer's dessert at our, our home that we host. And that's going to be coming up at the end of the month. And we want to make sure that you, I'd like to meet you. And, uh, and we have dessert and coffee, and it's an hour and a half. And uh, it's uh, scheduled for January 27th, I believe, uh, 6 to 7.30. And you can sign up for that at the Welcome Center. Our living room holds about a dozen comfortably. So uh, if you can't make it this time, uh, we have it once a quarter, and, and we'd love to have you. All right? Let's pray, and uh, then we're going to look at God's Word. Father, thank you so much for your goodness and mercy. Thank you. And as we, uh, as we begin this year, this new year, uh, God, we are going to open your word. Your word is life. It's living and breathing. It's not like any other ordinary book. I mean, it is, it's your book. It's your word. So, Father God, open our eyes that we may see the wonderful things written in your word. To the glory of Christ we pray. Amen. Anything, anything which helps me glorify God is a blessing indeed. Anything, anything, we've been talking about money here for the last uh, few moments here with Financial Peace Universities. Possible that money, that stuff, that possessions could be used by God to, to glorify him? Is it possible that, and, and if so, should we be praying about that? Should we be praying that God would somehow help us in that area that, and, and maybe prosper us to the degree that maybe he could use that as a blessing? Is that okay? Well, that's what I want to talk about this morning. 
And to do that, I want to ask if you'll open your Bibles to Psalm chapter 67. It's on page 411 of your church Bibles. And you may be interested to find out that there are verses in the Bible which address that very question. Should we be asking God for prosperity in our lives? I mean, is that okay? And we'll find out in Psalm 67 what the answer is. Now, here's what I want us to do. Um, It's on page 411 of your church Bible. We're going to read this entire psalm together, and I'm going to need your help. And so, Mike, let's go ahead and put the uh, verses up on the screen and uh, throw those on the back screen, if you would, if, if you can do that so that I can take a look, or I'll just keep it up here. This is a psalm. As you'll notice, this is a musical psalm. Do you see that? For the director of music. It says, with stringed instruments. That was in the original. A psalm, a song. So this was thought to have been used in corporate worship. So we're going to read this together, but I want to just kind of coach you as to how to read this so that, so that we kind of get the full flavor of this passage. What we're going to do is, is as we read these verses, we're going, to, we're going to get louder and louder up till verse 4, crescendo in verse 4, and then we're going to back off a little bit, okay, to verse 7. You just kind of follow along. So it'll go like this up to verse 4, and then back down to verse 7, all right? You'll notice in that psalm too, secondly, you see the word selah? It's there up on the screen. You see that up there? Don't read that. Because that is a note to the director of music. When God's people gathered, and what is that? That means pause. It's, it's, a, it's a Hebrew phrase for just pause, rest, stop. Don't continue. Don't read on through, okay? Just pause. And I will direct that by doing this. Okay? All right? That's how that works. So remember, crescendo, and then when we get to Selah, don't read it, just I'll help you with that. Are you ready? Here we go. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth will fear him. Excellent. Psalm 67. A psalm, a song of blessing. What kind of blessing though? What kind of blessing? A spiritual blessing? God, help me be more patient. Help me be more kind. Well, those are things to pray about. That's not the kind of blessing we're talking about here, is it? What kind of blessing is it? It's a financial blessing. Where did you see that? Verses 6 and 7. Then the land will yield its harvest. And God, our God, our God will bless us. God will bless us. God's people gather together in corporate worship 
And this psalm was thought to have been sung and and sung in, in corporate gathering. Perhaps when God's people gathered from all over the country and they gathered in Jerusalem, gathered in the temple, gathering and praying and praising. And at the end of this festival, this time of praise, at the end of this festival, at the end of their time together, before they go back to their routine, before they go back to their towns, before they go back to their jobs, before they go back to their regular schedules, they pray this song together. God, bless us. As we go back home, we're getting ready for the harvest. We're getting ready to to plant, and we're getting ready to work the field, and we're going to be getting ready to to plant the seeds, and we're going to be getting ready to, to, to cultivate the ground. And after we do all of that, God, after we prepare the ground and plow the ground and plant the seeds, God, it's going to be up to you. You're going to send rain, and you're going to bring the sunshine. That's out of our control. What we're asking, God, would you please bless us? Please bless us with a bumper crop. Please bless us with good prices. Oh, God, may the land yield its harvest. Please, God. That's it. Those farmers, they keep asking for a good crop every year. And that's okay. I got to eat too. You've got to, those farmers. How many farmers do we have here today? Well, we got Bill as our sole farmer, huh? All right. Go for it, Bill. Huh? What about the rest of us? I mean, if a farmer can pray that prayer... What about the rest of us? Is this just for farmers? Huh? What about what about a teacher? Would it be okay for would it be okay for a teacher to pray? God bless me. God pl- prosper me this year. God, going back to the classroom, I pray that the students would all be well behaved. I pray that the parents would be supportive. I pray that my principal, I pray, oh God, please bless me, help me. Would that prayer be okay? Prayer for God's blessing? Huh? Whether, whether public school or private school or home school, would that be okay? Huh? Would it? If it's good enough for farmers, what about teachers? What about accountants? Could an accountant pray, God bless me, God prosper me, God, I'm going into the tax season time. This is a busy time. Send me clients, please. Send, help me get the right numbers and the right boxes and the right columns and the payroll all right so I won't need to visit with my friendly IRS agent. God, help me. Bless me. Please, is that okay for an accountant to pray that prayer? Would that be? What about a healthcare? What about somebody who's in, God, I pray that you would help me heal as many patients as possible. Help me to be as focused on a patient at 4.30 in the afternoon as I am at 9 o'clock in the morning. God bless me. God, help me. Is that okay? What about those of you who are supervising employees at the office? Would would it be okay to pray, God, God bless me. God, help me. I pray that everyone on the team may be on the team and we could get in the right direction and there be no gossip, no bickering, no bantering, that we would all be functioning as a single unit. God bless me. God, help me. What if those of you who are in construction, 
or construction management. God, I've got a lot of bids that I'm gonna have to get done this year. And so help me to make the bids and I pray that I would get as many, as much work as possible and help me to get those bids uh, uh, on time and under budget and I pray for a profit. I pray for that, God. God, help me. God, bless me. What about if you're in sales? What if you're a financial planner? God, help me. Help me to see as many clients as possible. Help me to follow up. Help me if, when I prospect, Lord, help me. Help me, bless me, send me business. Send. What about an attorney? Could an attorney pray this prayer? Bless me, God. Help me get the kind of clients that, that the law could really and truly help and aid. Nothing frivolous, Lord. God, bless me. God, what about students going back to school? Oh, God, bless me. I need, help me to do the best I can on my work. May the teacher be favorable. May I get all A's when, when, I, when I send uh, for referrals to teachers to get into grad school. May my teachers, I mean, may they send glowing reviews so that all of those grad schools are going to want me to come and study under them. God bless me. Is that okay? Is that okay to do that? And, and yeah, what about preachers? Oh, God. Bless me. Help send as many people here to Windsor Road as possible. And, 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 and Father, I pray, pray that when, oh, when the preacher preaches, oh, Lord, help him be full of grace and full of truth and help him be short and to the point. And if he can't be the latter, help him be the former. God, bless him. God, help me. Huh? Is that okay? Huh? God, bless me. Huh? Is it okay to ask God to prosper us. Huh? Well, what would make that a worthy prayer? What would, what, would, what would make that? Well, we know what wouldn't make that okay, right? You know, we pray that prayer for selfish reasons. Or, or you know, you, you get into this idea where, oh, all, all you are about is like prosperity theology where, you know, you come to Jesus and he'll make you wealthy and he'll make you healthy and he'll make you pretty and if you're not, then you're not doing it right. Or, no, wait a minute. That's not, no. Or, 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 you know, you're just, you know, we, God doesn't finance foolishness and we know God's not gonna bless us if we're selfish and we need to be careful about that. James 4, 3 says, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. We need to be careful about that. We do. And so we don't wanna pray with the wrong motive of selfishness and, and, and I can think of another reason why we would hesitate to ask this prayer. I mean, so we ask God to prosper us, and if he doesn't, then what? If he doesn't, does that mean we're being disobedient? Huh? And the answer is, maybe. Like I said, God doesn't finance foolishness. You go to the book of Deuteronomy, and I mean, there are blessings for obedience and curses for disobedience. And as a general principle, you know, but listen carefully, I don't want to be misunderstood. And this is true. There is no, the Bible teaches that there is no absolute, absolute, absolute correlation between obedience and prosperity or disobedience and poverty. There's not. Just look at the life of Job. And we are in a month. We're going to study Job starting in February through Easter in a series called Storms. Yeah. 
So, no, there's no absolute correlation. There's a general correlation, yeah. Yeah, so, so we do have to be careful about our motives and our heart in praying this prayer, and yet these people did. Why? Why? Why did they come to God and say, God, well, bless us, prosper us, prosper. Why? Here, we're going back. It's the new year. Bless us. Why? And it's here that we learn that this is what some Bible teachers called a missionary psalm. A missionary psalm. God bless me and prosper me so that the people surrounding my life may see your goodness on my life and get curious about who you are. And that's what's behind verse 2. God be gracious to us, bless us, make his face shine upon us. Pause. That your ways may be known on earth. There it is. Your salvation among the nations. Yeah. God, bless my life so that people in my life may see my life and know who you are, and may that in turn lead to worship. Verse 3, may the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and and, and sing for joy. Now, let me just stop right there. You see verse 3? Notice verse 5. It's exactly the same, isn't it? It is identical, word for word. What's that all about? Was the lyric writer trying to find filler material? Was the lyric writer, was, was the psalmist interrupted and then went back and you know, wrote the same thing twice? What's behind this? And here is where I need to tell you a little bit about how this psalm is organized, how it's structured. Now to do that, let me ask you a question. How many of you uh, when you went to school, if you went to college, if you went to, you know, how many of you were in, like, in a Greek system, like a fraternity or a sorority? Okay, very good, all right? Fraternity, okay. Now, uh, let me show you a symbol. Okay, Mike, help me out here. Uh, now, we know that in our alphabet, that is an X, right? But in the Greek system, what is that? A chi, that's right. It's called a chi. Next slide, Mike. It's pronounced with a K, a chi, okay? Now, let me talk about the chi here for just a minute. You notice this letter shows symmetry between the top and the bottom, right? The top and the bottom kind of look alike, and then as you, they kind of mirror each other, okay? And then right at the center is this bullseye, is this crossroads. By the way, if I'm going to lose you in this message, it's going to be in the next two minutes. But I want you to learn this because this, is really, this really helps us understand what's behind this. So right in the center, there's this, there's this chi, there's symmetry on either side, and then bam, right in the middle is the bullseye. Okay, the left hook. And as we look at Psalm 67, what I want you to see is that verses 1 and 2 correspond with verses 6 and 7. They correspond with verses 1 and 2 at the top, correspond with verses 6 and 7. And then as you move down, look, verse 3 and verse 5 correspond word for word. You see that? Huh? And then in the crossroads at the bullseye, X marks the spot is the main punch, the main focus of this passage, the main reason as to why we are not only called to ask God to bless us, but we are commanded to. Why? Oh, so that the nations may be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations on the earth. Let's keep going, Mike. You see how those correspond? Verses 1 and 2 and 6 and 7. Next slide. 
three and five, and then bingo, next slide, four, next slide, there it is. X marks the spot. That is, by the way, what you would call a chiastic pattern. A chi and you know what? That pattern is all over the Bible where you'll see this kind of symmetry. Does that make sense? Okay, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The deal is God bless me so that the people in my life would see my life and know how good you are what, so that they would know your ways. So that the, and then they would not in an obligatory way, but look, in a joyful and glad way. I'm, so, I'm glad I know this about God. Know what? That you rule the peoples justly. What does that word justly mean? It means impartially. It means without favoritism. It means, God, you are willing to treat all peoples the way you're willing to treat me. And you guide the nations of the earth. You guide. That word guide is the same word in Psalm 23, 3. The Lord is my shepherd. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. That's what kind of a God we serve. He's the kind of God who doesn't just treat one person. He's willing to treat everyone like he, he doesn't show any favoritism because every person on earth matters to him. You matter to him. And that's the message here. And God, I want people to know that. And if you can do that by blessing us with a great crop, oh, please, let that happen. And that's why you should pray that prayer. That's why. You know, God said to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, through you all nations will be blessed. Through you all nations will be blessed. And a descendant of Abraham came on the scene. His name was Jesus. And Jesus was the perfect pattern, the perfect Kai. Oh, yeah. He was 100% God at the top, 100% man. He was full of grace. He was full of truth. He looked so much like man. He acted so much like God. And he came to earth and he walked. And then, at the center of that cross, he died for us so that all of us could gather together and give praise to God. And that's why 1 John chapter 2, verse 2 says, He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only ours, but for the sins of the whole world. And because of that, that's why Candace read Ephesians 1.3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Oh God, would you bless my life, prosper me, prosper me physically and financially. Why? For the only reason that the people in my life would get curious about my life and get curious about you and know you and fall to you in worship and praise so that they may receive spiritual blessings that go beyond this life. That's why we need to pray that prayer. That's why. And what if we did? What if we did at the beginning of the year? What do you think? 
What do you think? What if, because of your life, God blessed your place of work? What if, because of your, your life, God blessed you to the degree that, what if we became a Genesis 39, verse 3 church? A Genesis 39, verse 3 church tells about God's servant, Joseph. Joseph was sold into Egyptian slavery. He was a great-grandson of Abraham. And Joseph's master was a guy by the name of Potiphar. Genesis 39, 3 says, God, Potiphar noticed this. Noticed what? Keep reading. Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. What if we were a Genesis 39, 3 kind of people? And what if, you know, because of, because of, of, of your influence in the, in the school district, wow, this year was an unprecedented year. What if because of your, with your influence at work, it was a, it's an unprecedented year? What if? And then someone did a research project and they say, why is this community doing so well? Why is the school district, why is, there, why is there unity? Why is there achievement? Why? And they did a research project and the only thing they could find, the common denominator, is that there are people at those places of business who are sold out to pursuing Christ, number one. And number two, they happen to worship at Windsor Road. I mean, this is, this, is, this is why we're here. So that God would use this. Use these tools. Use our lives. Use our talents. So that people would know him. God, bless me so that others will worship you. Oh, church family, pray that prayer, will you? Pray that prayer because here's the deal. God's face shining upon us. Listen to me. If God's light shines on our faces, this community will never be in the dark, ever. Okay? Now here's what we're gonna do. In about two minutes, we're gonna dismiss. If you want to, if you want to, I'm going to give you an opportunity to pray that very prayer, the prayer of Psalm 67. God bless me so that others will worship you. And I'm going to ask if our elders, if our designated leaders would get up now and just kind of scatter across the perimeter. Uh, uh, Carl, go ahead and make yourself available. And, and I'm going to have us be dismissed. Just go around both this side and that side. I'm going to be up here. And, and um, if you want to pray about that, with us afterwards, wow, I'd like for us to do that. I'd like, I'd like for you to do that. We're going to pray more this year. We're going to pray more. And this is going to be an opportunity for you to do that as well. And uh, Mike, go ahead and go to the back. And, and uh, Eric, scoot on down there a little bit, maybe underneath that light. And Katie, on down here. And, and if you want to pray about that with any of us or all of us, you can make a circuit. That's fine. <laughs> prayer is good, then we'll do that, okay? Let's stand. I'll sing the doxology, and uh, 